0: Blog Talk Radio Oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> okay All right Tears. They know that even if they don't know me anymore than they know the, the, the chairman of General Mills. <laughs> what are you talking what about, I'm bro? talking about is when you chop my dough down, one, two, three, four, five percent, and then you call it blue magic, that is trademark infringement. You understand what I'm saying? Hi, y'all. I'm here. It's your girl, D Scott, and it is 11-21-2017, so we've gotten past 11-11. It is Thanksgiving week, and all is well. So tonight's show is called a Vibe because, obviously, I like that song, and I'll be playing it later on the show, but also because I've been paying attention to a lot of things that are going on and people talking about spirit, and then, you know, we had the Apache Wolf Conjure on the show last week, and so I want to start out with... Um, all the ridiculous things that are going on around this time of year. So we have people that are having anxiety issues. We have a lot of deaths. You have a lot of people finding out they're sick. You know, rest in peace to Della Reese. Um, And then Azadine Alaia, you know, the most famous popular designer. Like if you shopped at, uh, what is it, BCBG, those bandage dresses that everyone was wearing, like that, you know, fit your body tight almost like a girdle, those were a inspired dresses as a diner liar inspired dresses so you know you have a lot of death you know they say they come in threes and then you have these whole injustices of you know what's going you know Colin Kaepernick just got a uh, ranked GQ's man or I'm sorry citizen of the year there's all sorts of issue with that and then you have this young lady that was um, 16 years old. Now, mind you, she'd probably been in jail about 10 years already for uh, being human trafficked. Uh, I can't think of her name. And um, they were talking about, you know, trying to get her released. And it's just like, you know, I love my people to death, but it's like there are so many people that are in these situations and based upon the fact that we, you know, you don't have any money or, you know what I mean, things like that they end up in the justice system permanently. And so now you have a situation where, you know, uh, this young lady, she was – put in jail when she was 16 and she was put in jail when she was 16 because she murdered a 43 year old man now this is after she was with a pimp named cutthroat okay who repeatedly raped and abused her in a motel room drugged her up and and let me be clear because we're all sitting here like oh that's terrible let's keep it fucking g there's a teen There's a lot of 16- and 17-year-old girls right now going to hotels with 21-year-olds, 25-year-olds, and all of that is also fucking inappropriate. And, and very illegal, okay, so the fact that he was forty three like we can 't be like, "Oh oh no, this has been going on for a long time, and if you got to give a girl pills or drugs or drink to get her to sleep with you you 're not that fucking guy if you got to go and have sex with a girl that 's barely legal you 're not that fucking guy and so this particular guy was pimping this girl, all she did was just you know get ran through, and then she goes to this John's house because he says to her, "Oh, you're not making enough money. You're not earning. You're, you're not earning your keep. You're not pulling your weight." And she goes to the guy's house. Guy had guns all over the house. She said that he had sex with her repeatedly, and he leaned over like he was getting ready to grab one of his guns and shoot her. And so she shot him four times in the back. Now she's in prison, and I think she won't even be eligible for parole until she's like 69 years old. But she went to prison, served an adult sentence when she was 16. You know, she's a minor, you know, and of course the man that she killed was a Caucasian man, okay, hence hence the problem. So while we're all running around, and that's great that we're being active for Meek Mill and shit like that, the the real problem is the fact that we economically are not preparing ourselves, and we shouldn't have to. But we're economically not prepared to go to jail, prepared to pay a bail, prepared to hire legal counsel, whether or not we we do anything wrong or not. You know. So just like you, you know, unfortunately, we put money aside for retirement and shit like that. We got to put money aside for fucking legal issues as well. And trust me, I know. You know, I had some people, when I ran into my issues, come forward and say, hey, you know, we'd like to help D. Scott with her, you know, legal defense fund, and I'm like, no, no, (laughs) I don't need a legal defense fund, I'm good, I have, you know, my attorneys, I have, you know, things that are being taken care of, but I definitely appreciate it, so just like we talk about the GoFundMes for funerals, we now have to start, and especially if you're in certain types of lifestyles. My situation is a little bit different because that was something that was, you know, accidental. It was not, you know, meant to be, but, you know, still we were prepared. And then, you know, you know how I feel. I've talked to you guys about the Khalif Browder situation where he was stuck on Rikers Island because they couldn't raise $3,000. Like these are just all things that upset me and these are injustices and I have a black son. So, Now I want to get into uh, the holiday season with the anxiety issues. So, you know, I told you guys last week that my mother's mother passed. So my brother went, represented for the family, and went down there. Um, And he's the youngest boy, my brother, my one brother. And uh, he went down there, handled that. We had some other unfortunate news come out of Pittsburgh um, about two of my other relatives. So, you know, I have to closely monitor that. And so although last week I had a tremendous week where I was doing a lot of self-care because I've been just, if I want to sleep, I fucking sleep. If I want to go to the gym, I go. If I don't want to cook that, I'm not cooking it. If I don't want to eat that, I'm not eating it. And I just, you know, just was doing little things for myself and, um, Went out, got all my Christmas shopping done, and it's just it's that time of the year because you had the new moon, which was last Saturday. This was just last Saturday, just as everything's shifting into Sagittarius. And people that are not into astrology, you'd be very silly to think that you're just out here existing in the world and like the the planets, and none of that has anything to do with your behavior, has anything to do with the tides, has anything to do with you know anxiety and things like that at certain times of the year. So. I was doing really, really well, but then I started, you know, because, you know, I don't have, both my parents are deceased, so, you know, we still do Thanksgiving at the house, we still, you know, do Christmas, we do all the cooking, I just went today and bought, I think it was like seven bushels of collard greens, I got to chop them up tomorrow, we're getting the sweet potatoes done, I already bought, I think something like 10 or 15 pounds of that to do the sweet potato casserole, uh, what else do we do, the cornbread, we do all that, you know, the, the, the dressing, we do everything, so I usually do about two pots of greens, so, In doing that, you have to remember that, you know, there's certain things that get triggered. And this is actually a very busy week in my life as well because there's a lot of work that needs to be done. You have Black Friday coming up. You know, there were supposed to be certain things that were out before then. They're not, but that's okay because we got Christmas. So I just learned to just be like, if it's it's not done, it's okay. If I had to take money and spend it on something else, it's okay. If I had to do this, then it's okay. So... You know, with all the news of everything coming on, I have to watch myself and watch other people around me, too, because things, you know, start happening. And um, so I was doing really, really well, and then I get this news out of Pittsburgh, and then I start feeling some type of way. You know, I just let go of the situation um, a week and some change ago, and so I had an event. Uh, Yesterday, last night to go to It was over in Canada uh, One of the vineyards, Megalomaniac And if you guys are following me on Instagram At miss.d.scott You'll see, you know, pictures of me from the event And it just was an opportunity to be excited To get dressed, you know, throw lipstick on Diffuse my hair Because I haven't used a diffuser in probably about a year You know, put the good lotion on Put the good cologne on, you know Put the heels on, the lace cat suit You know, snake skins, all that stuff <clears throat> it's almost fur weather it is, but it isn't. So it was nice to go to the event, and it was almost like um, they did like a family style. They did one big long table, so they shut their whole restaurant down. Now, I was supposed to go with a date, but that did not work out as planned because it's just, it would have been a disaster. So that was very enlightening as well to have to go there and then kind of sift through the crowds and, you know, enjoy yourself and you want you know to be with the the person that you're with, your significant other, and you know people oh wear so and so and you know <clears throat> but it was also a new opportunity to meet other people that I may not have met if that person was there, so you gotta I'm trying to find the silver lining and anything so here's here's the other thing that was funny, so I leave there, and it's early it's probably about. 11 o'clock and my friend calls me and they're like listen what are you getting ready to do I'm like I'm leaving Canada right now I was just gonna go home and um they're like well listen you know why don't you come to Buffalo we'll hang out and I'm like I don't feel like driving all the way back they're like, we will get you a room and I'm like where they're like at the Curtis first of all this is amazing because the Curtis has been sold out for like at least two months like I can't get a room there I was trying to get a room there for um um, I was trying to get a room there for a friend of mine's birthday that was coming up, and just everything sold out, because another girlfriend of mine, Shandell, was telling me, oh, it's nice, they have a bidet, and I'm like, ooh, they have a bidet. <laughs> so I was, like, all excited about that. So I get there, I get, you know, I check and everything's good, and it just, it was just nice. You know, it was just nice to just chill. Sleep in some crispy sheets, you know. Get in the jacuzzi. You just sit on the bidet. And I was gonna post some pictures, but I was like, I'm not gonna do that. They're not ready. Even though my original blog talk radio photo is a picture of me sitting on a toilet. Even though, but um, it was just it was a self care day. Then I got up. I got some coffee. You know what I'm saying? I went to. Um, I was in downtown Buffalo. So if you guys have never stayed at the Curtis Hotel, you should. I mean, it's it's truly amazing. The architecture, like everything that they did was just so baroque and just over, I said baroque, not broke. Um, They also have the rooftop lounge there. It's just it's very, very nice, you know, whether you're coupled up or whatever, but it's very, very nice if you can get in. And it's not cheap. You know, you're talking about, a couple hundred dollars for the night. I think this week they're all sold out. New Year's Eve I know they're sold out. But it was just it was just a beautiful room. They paid attention to detail. So I was just I was very excited that like just little things. Like I, I was telling the Apache Wolf Conjure last week, I was like I'm almost scared to even open my mouth and ask for anything anymore because literally I'm gonna give you another example. So I'm in the jewelry store, right, and we're talking about, you know, certain purchases that I had made and they were telling me about, you know, things so I'm sitting there, and the Hickory Farms truck is, like, sitting right there, like, you know, the little booth or whatever, and I love their turkey sausage, their turkey sausage and some of their cheeses, because I don't eat pork. So I'm sitting there, and in my head I'm thinking, like, damn, I, I should just go over there while she's ringing me out, because I bought, like, probably 40, 40 Alex and Ani bracelets, because that's what I felt like doing that day, and then took care of Christmas and got everything, you know, together. So um, just, you know, being generous as, as I am. Because I just, I feel like I shouldn't be asking for anything, like, from the universe if I'm not willing to give to those that have been good to me this year or, you know, to people that are less fortunate and maybe didn't have it. You know, I just feel like, you know, I need to make sure that I'm taking care of my people. As I did last year. Last year, everybody that I worked with, all the men got blankets, all the women got purses, literally. So you're talking about, like, 20 blankets, like little fleecy things. I don't care what you do with them. Give it to your dog, like whatever. It's just my way of saying thank you and just, you know, and staying above the fray and just, you know, honoring those that that helped me throughout the year, saved my ass a couple times. So I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I really wish, in my head, I'm like, I really wish I had some turkey and some damn cheese, but she's ringing up my shit. I don't want to, you know, dude, I can't make this shit up. The lady walks from across the, the mall. She comes in. And she brings turkey and cheese, the turkey sauce and cheese. I can't make this shit up. And I'm like, that's so crazy because I literally was just thinking this. So now I'm like, okay, now I got to start thinking about money. I got to start thinking about other things because now I'm in alignment. You know, I feel like I'm in alignment. With what I'm supposed to be doing and where I'm supposed to be. And it's just, it's difficult when you start going to events by yourself and you're usually with your significant other, or when you start doing things without your friends because they're out of town or whatever, whatever they got, you know, they got their kids. So now I just kind of am in that uncomfortable space of having to regain my notoriety just solo, you know. Because for many, many years it was like that. So now, and then that's the other thing. We were having drinks last night, cocktails last night, and then my friend was telling me, like, yeah, this person knows who you are. This person was watching you on YouTube. This person was doing this. And that just kind of makes me feel good because it makes me feel like even though, you know, I can't see unless you call in um, who's watching or who's listening, you know, numbers are up, everything is good. And I'm just really appreciative, but you never know who's listening, you know. So trust me, some of you motherfuckers, I know you listening. I don't give a fuck, but you know, some people, you know, you don't know that you're impacting them, or you don't know that they're listening to what you say until so they just like walk up on you, like in Target, and they're like, oh yeah, what you said on your show. And then at first, I used to be creeped the fuck out, cause like, damn, well why didn't you just call in? Why didn't you make a comment, whatever, whatever? So I think that my show is a little bit more of like some shit that y'all are doing, like at work when. You're working them long nights or when because you, you know my show used to be two hours long. So then some other good news came in this week that made me feel good is that, like I say, I always talk about I've written six books or ghostwritten or edited, whatever, whatever, so I have. So one of the books was the Pookie Chronicles. The cover work that was used for the Pookie Chronicles was um, done by Kalika Lab, which is really a huge deal because in 2014 when the book came out, I think the book came out in August, Okay, um, and I did it. And you can, you can. it's on Amazon. It's called The Pookie Chronicles by D. Scott Saladin uh, Allah and uh, Kalik Allah. Both of them are on the, the book with me, but it's my book, you know, whatever. So um, he just basically dropped his new book, and his book is on Amazon. And what is the name of his book? His book is called the, um, I'm going to get to that, but I'm going to tell you about who he is first of all. So he, Kalik Allah is basically what they call Harlem's photographer. So he is most notoriously known for doing these images of seemingly, I think, drug abusers, you know what I mean? Um, But he did a series of photos. He also did a movie called Field Niggas. He also um, wrote a book with Papa Wu on the father of the Wu-Tang Clan. And, I mean, his work is just, it's astounding. So basically... He, oh, and that was the other thing. Some of his work is also seen in Beyonce's uh, documentary Lemonade. And we could tell which was his work because I actually was in Brooklyn at the screening of his work with my son. So the Pookie Chronicles was uh, published in 2014. And then Time Magazine in 2014, I believe like a couple months later, basically you know, put him out there as, you know, as Harlem's photographer, which is a big fucking deal, you know. And when Beyonce contacted him to go to work, like, it was really on some secret, like, Beyonce wants you to come to New Orleans. Like, and it was really top secret until the shit dropped, and then we seen his name, and we were like, what the fuck? Like, what what just happened? So his new book is out, and it's called Souls Against the Concrete. It's on Amazon, but here's the fly shit. So his book is also at the MoMA at the Museum of Modern Art in New York City. So super, super proud of him. Um, and he's just, he's come so, so far from when we knew him, just being humble. You know, he had his uh, uh, his viewing for Field Niggas at uh, Real Works, which is in Brooklyn. Met Ralph K. Scott there, you know, so it was a bunch of kids there. And, you know, my son was there. It just was an experience. And now, you know, his shit's in the MoMA. Like, you know, and I got to work with him, and I used one of his, his – Images for the cover of my book So that just makes me feel good Because it's like I don't always choose people to work with That are already well known And this, this, and this Like that's not my interest My interest is you know your your vibe, your artist. What you know? What area are you artistically inclined in? You know, how can we help each other? Is there something that you know I can do to help you, Is there something you can do to help me? Now he was actually on my show, and I said I was going to repost it. He was on my show. It was either the December eighth. Show of 2014 Because this is back when I didn't even Label my shows I used to just do all my shows Who the fuck is D. Scott And um, because I used to always love them people Be like well who the fuck are you and I'm like what (laughs) Who are you but He's either on the December 8th show or the December 15th show because we had traveled to New York that week, and I believe we were in New York on the 12th. But these are back when my shows were two hours long, because I told you, I'm 200-and-something shows in. You know, I, I do the work. I've done, I've done the work. Trust me, I've been in the trenches. So his show is either December 8th, 2015, or 2014, or the December 15th, 2014. Uh, 14. Now this is back when I used to do a manic Monday show, and I did a tell the truth Tuesday show. I was doing two shows a week, killing myself. It was too much, but I was feeling good about it. And now I just had to again. That was all also part of self care to just say, okay, let's let's keep it with. Um, Let's keep it with the one show, which is what I'm known for is Tell the Truth Tuesday. So now, and again, if you go on my page at miss.d.scott, you'll see photos of Kalik and I, Kalik and my son, uh, some of his work, you know, I have on a little slideshow situation. So I know that it is very difficult for this time of year, and I was watching the Apache Wolf. He's been doing some some, uh, videos, and he was talking about twin flames and things like that. And I said, I don't really believe – that We're all given just one soulmate. I don't believe that there is one twin soul for everybody. I said, I, I go more on vibes. And when a vibe starts to die, or when a vibe changes, or like my, the person that, that I was with, and I were so close. That like I, again, I told you, I would go to pick up the phone. He'd be on it, you know. When when things started, we we're, were really really good. We were really connected. Like it was it was serious. It was very powerful. But then when things started falling apart, you know he felt that too. And so you know we all make mistakes. But then you know for me, I don't go based on looks or just fuck with somebody just because they got money, whatever, whatever. It has to be the vibe. When that vibe is gone, you either got to let that shit go and and just you know be appreciative for what the fuck it was. I mean, I got a motherfucker that's sitting up here, got a gang of bitches that he was dealing with for many, many years. Then you got the situation where you're looking at your old girlfriend's pictures on Instagram and you're over here, you know what I'm saying, reaching out to this one just because she opened up some shit in the mall and, oh, I'm going to do this just mad disrespectful type shit that if I did it, Now you, you know, you want to, and I just think that men, because when you start out as friends, you know, they don't understand how like, okay, we're not, I'm still your friend, but like certain shit, you could probably just keep to your fucking self. Like it was none of my business to know that you used to talk to this person or talk to that person. And then you just start to look at the person for who they are. And that becomes unattractive because you're like, even if. You know, me and you worked out It wasn't going to work out Because I've seen you do too much dirt You've done this one dirty You've done that one dirty You've done me dirty You know, the the very people that you claim that you love You do the dirtiest And I don't subscribe to that philosophy That you hurt the ones you love the most Get the fuck out of here You're supposed to love us more Not hurt us more You know, and so when you get to a place Where you can't even have a conversation with somebody And without arguing Like, it's time to just let the shit go And people say, oh, it's easier said than done You're right, it is you know, I fuck up sometimes and, and, and will send, you know, the, you know, I miss you text or the, you know, whatever text. And a lot of men don't understand that just because somebody misses your presence, right? I'm talking about when shit was good. I'm not talking about, like, I just want to sit around you or I want to see you today. Fuck you. You understand what I'm saying? I don't want to see you. Go home wherever the fuck you was at or go do whatever the fuck you've been doing for the last month. Go do that, Right? And so make no mistake, I don't have these types of problems in my relationship currently, but I'm just saying, like, you know, these are all vibes, right? So I don't believe that my soul is the same when I was 18. What I wanted when I was 18, I'm in my 40s now, I don't want that. So we have to get out of this whole, like, thinking that loyalty is based on time together. It's really motherfucking not. I've had friends that I was friends with for 20-something fucking years that stabbed me in the back with a rusty butter knife, dipped in bleach, literally, You know, and I just did a post the other day on the difference between hating and, you know, constructive criticism. You know, hating for me, like, a lot of people are not really your haters. Like, if if somebody's just trying to tell you something, I get that. You know, my best friend Kendra used to be like that. You know, it, it was always, like, constructive. She would wait until I, you know, was healed, and then she was like, nigga, let me talk to you about that bullshit that you did, you know, this time or that time, whatever, whatever. You know, that was my best friend. But then... You know, for me, hating is when we are now preying on my downfall, making a mockery of it, and then reposting it for all the world to see. That's not hating. That's just pure hatred. You know, that, that's not what a a friend does. You know, a friend is somebody that, you know, says, look, I ain't really fucking with you right now, but how's the baby? You know, is everything good? You know, whatever, whatever. You know, peace be unto you, whatever, whatever. So this is not the season to be reaching out and opening old walls I'm going to always be Denise So I'm going to always send Christmas cards Usually I send birthday cards This year I didn't because it was just shit was too fresh It was too new and I wasn't with it So And it wouldn't have been genuine for me You know to send anybody anything Because I don't really fuck with anybody right now So right now I'm just trying to protect my own peace, my own vibes, and just trying to get through 2017 to 2018 where I can start seeing what I sold the entire year that I've worked my fucking ass off for the last six months to make sure that everything was where it needed to be, my house, my mama's house, just making sure everything was where it needed to be, and I'm right there, right the fuck there. And nothing and nobody is going to stop me from, You know what I'm saying? Not even myself from getting to that next goal. You know what I mean? Nothing's going to stop me from that. Not your harsh words, not this person, not giving a fuck, not this person. Oh, you take things so literal. I don't know how you want me to take the fact that a motherfucker just tell you, like, hey, I don't give a fuck about you. Okay, okay, so I took it literally the way you said it. It was no text message. I was looking dead at you when you said the shit. Okay? So for me... And and I warn people like you know when you say certain things to me because I am a writer words are my weapon now if I don't give a fuck about you I'll just block you and be done with you I don't really if your opinion you ain't paying my bills I don't fucking care you know if you're not nobody that's close to me I don't really care right but if it's somebody that was close to me I mean yeah that shit hurts right so don't don't walk around the world you know portraying to people like you're infallible as a man or a woman. Motherfucker, go in the bathroom and cry if you need to. You know, say I'm sorry if you need to. Come back on some humble shit like I fucked up if you need to. And it might still don't work with me because for me, it, it, you know, people think that time heals all wounds. Nah, not for me. Time make me go fucking move the fuck on and act like I've never seen you before in my life. Like, and then I start getting embarrassed. Like, oh, how could I spend all this time, all this money, all this, you know what I'm saying, for this person to turn around and do this to me. You know, and and there's, you know, a very specific person in mind that I'm talking about, and I don't think that they understand the concept of you can miss somebody, you could care about somebody. But once you, like, trampled all over that person and you really got to sit down and think about what did I do to this girl, what did I do to this woman that caused her to do this, 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 and this, and you got to grow the fuck up. Because if you can't come back to me with, with a level of understanding like, look, I'm not, you know, because I don't really give a fuck about apologies. But if you can't come back to me to a level of understanding like now I see why you be trying to knock my fucking head off or now I see why, you know, these things were happening because of certain things that I said or certain things that I did, I don't give a fuck what you do in your regular personal life. You're not going to fucking do that shit to me. I don't give a fuck what you do with that motherfucker over there because me and these people that you deal with are, are all totally different people. You can't talk to me like that. I just, I, I won't allow it. Okay. So now, you know, we have a situation where we're going into the holidays and I'm missing, you know, my best friends and, you know, all these other things. And it's just like, well, you just got to put your boots on and just go handle it. Now what's going to happen is once I go and I handle all this business, my vibe is going to change because everything about you becomes unattractive because you, you put me in a position where I got beat down, you know, emotionally on all levels. And it was unnecessary. And so I take the fall for that. So I stay away from motherfuckers when I start seeing that the vibe is changing. I just won't talk to you, cause for what? You're gonna drain me. So now I just want to leave the show, and I'm really just trying to protect my peace throughout the rest of 2017. And you guys should too, by any means. If you if you gotta block a motherfucker, if you gotta whatever the fuck you gotta do, do what you gotta do. Because if you don't, it's going to fucking destroy you. And we coming up into the seasonal associative depression era as well. So just try to stay with your vibe, stay with your tribe, do what makes you happy. Take as many self-care days that you need to. And don't let nobody tell you. Don't look, don't let nobody tell you that they don't fuck with you. No, I don't fuck with you. I fuck with me. I don't need you to fuck with me. I fuck with me. And then I'll talk to you guys next week. Enjoy the holiday. Yeah.